Welcome to Deconstructing Conventional, a show that's unafraid to challenge the status quo. We are eager to question our assumptions, to find wrong turns in our thinking, and take on controversial topics. This show is brought to you by True Whole Human, a coaching business that helps clients find the first principles that lead to better health and better living. I'm your host, Christian Elliott. I'll do my best to stay curious and humble. You do the same, and we're both bound to learn something. Welcome to the show. Prepare to have your thinking stretched. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 16. It is my treat today to be able to let you peek in on another interview and some of the research I've been doing to create this comprehensive detox guide for the COVID shots. And I I suppose appropriately, this guide is becoming more of a, a how do we detox in general and how does the body heal? And that has really been a fun process. So I'm about to play for you an interview I did recently with a man named Andreas Kalker. He is a biophysicist with a very impressive resume. So before I get into playing the episode, Episode, you should know that nothing in this show is medical advice, and the episode is for informational purposes only. So the main thing that he and I discussed today is uh, the topic of chlorine dioxide. So chlorine dioxide is something that has been used for a long time to help purify water and to sanitize or disinfect medical equipment. Now, you can actually buy chlorine dioxide. It comes as two different substances that you mix together, and when they mix, they become chlorine dioxide. So you could find it on Amazon even as like a water purification system. Um, if you're going to go camping, that's the thing you'd take with you. If you're if the world melts down and you need something to purify water, chlorine dioxide would be something handy to have on hand. So a few things I want to mention before I play the interview. So if you heard episode number two, then you understand that there's a long history of the suppression of different healing protocols. Sometimes there's the suppression of entire professions, anything that competes with what we today call allopathic or conventional medicine, or you could accurately call it Rockefeller medicine. There's been a history of trying to push those to systemically or systematically stamp them out of existence and paint them into the corner as some sort of fringe or extreme or risky therapies. And so chlorine dioxide has taken that wrath from the mainstream as well. So um, so a couple other things to know. Chlorine dioxide has gone by the name of MMS or Miracle Mineral Supplement. And my guest, Dr. Kalker, would describe MMS as the grandfather of what he calls CDS or chlorine dioxide solution. So it's really the same molecule, but how it's delivered into the body is really what matters. So there's chlorine dioxide as a gas, and then there's chlorine dioxide that is a gas contained in water where the gas actually dissolves in and changes the color of the water. So, um, and there's a very specific way that you capture that gas so it stays dissolved in the water. And he has a tutorial video on his Odyssey channel that I will link for you in the show notes so you can learn how to make it yourself if you are so inclined. So as a background for this episode, many years ago, um, some people started experimenting with chlorine dioxide to see what healing effects it might have in the body. And the basic logic is that it's used for water purification and the main substance in the human body is water. So that there's some logic to it. And so a lot of people have experimented with different ways that it might help. And so if you Google... CDS or chlorine dioxide, you'll find a whole bunch of really scary mainstream headlines and they'll tell you it's dangerous. They'll call it bleach. It's not. They're lying, but that's what they call it. They've even labeled people who use chlorine dioxide as part of a cult and they've created the term the church of bleach. So just whatever they can do to scare you out of even considering it or trying it, they've been 
uh, relentless at that. So I, I guess I'll ask you to consider that anytime the mainstream media attacks something natural, that's more often than not, it's your indication that whatever they're attacking, there's probably something there worth looking into. And in this case, I think they've done that with chlorine dioxide for two main reasons. The first is that it is very effective at helping a shockingly wide range of illnesses. And as Dr. Cockler talks about the mechanisms of action of chlorine dioxide solution, you start to see why it can help so many health conditions. So it's also very inexpensive. And there's another great reason pharma would prefer you not know about it because it treats broadly and it has uh, a very low price tag. So um, I'm just delighted to let you listen in on this conversation. So for kind of the scientifically minded people amongst us, you'll probably enjoy geeking out a bit with me during the first half of the conversation where he, he even talks about how chlorine dioxide can be used to help heal the soil after it's been sprayed with pesticides. It is just, it, it's been labeled the universal antidote and you start to see why. Uh, in the second half of the interview, we get more pragmatic and we talk specifically about the COVID injections and what's in them and how a chlorine dioxide solution could be part of helping heal and reverse some of this great poisoning that so many people have experienced. So um, he also mentioned some other stories of dramatic healing and um, that he has just as a part of his really large network of, of doctors who are taking his methods and tinkering with it. And they're all doing what we would want doctors to be doing, giving each other feedback on what works and challenging and pushing each other to innovate and come up with better methods. So he mentions that and I'll have that linked for you below. Now, really, this topic probably deserves two or three hour long podcast, but I only had him for an hour. So I've been studying chlorine dioxide for about a year and a half now. And so my interviews are somewhat a reflection of the questions I still had in the gaps of my own understanding and other resources. Um, so I'm going to give you some other things that can fill in more of the details of things I didn't get to. So I'll have two documentaries linked for you below. I've got two other interviews that he has done, one from Mike Adams and another on a podcast he did in 2020, kind of at the height of the COVID hysteria. And then I'll link you to his personal website where he shows you specific ways to make it and different protocols you can consider. He's got a boatload of different protocols. And he also has a foundation of an international an international organization of over 5,000 doctors. And as his foundation reaches, I think, 60-something countries. It's amazing. So um, if you're a doctor of any sort or if you're a health coach like me, I would implore you to do your due diligence and look into this. I think what's here may very well blow you away. And I hope what I've done at least enough of is whet your appetite in this interview to get you excited to learn more. So stay tuned till the end. And he talks about how you can learn from him in person. And he also has a very inexpensive course that you can take on his website about how to learn to make and use CDS therapeutically. So um, with all that said, enjoy my interview with this kind, humble, brilliant man who even takes some time to wax poetic and, and speak life and speak hope. With that said, enjoy my interview with Dr. Andreas Kalker. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. My guest today is the great Dr. Andreas Kalker, and he is a tour de force. He is a biophysicist. He is the author of the book Forbidden Health, Incurable, was yesterday, which he published in 2019. He's been featured in numerous interviews around the world. He has discovered many alternative therapies to conventional medicine. He is the leader of uh, Com USAV, which is an international team of over 5,000 doctors in 27 countries. And he's also the head of the Kalker Foundation, which has a reach into over 60 countries. So he is the innovative leader in oxidative therapies and bioelectrical therapies, or what is called electromolecular medicine. Uh, his work has reached into the realm of 
chronic infections and to neurological diseases like Parkinson's. He has also done some work in the realm of autism and interestingly animal husbandry. Um, he is a man who is unafraid to speak truth and regardless of the consequences, um, he's taken numerous arrows for us and has faced aggressive censorship in the fight for personal health freedom. So perhaps my favorite thing about him though is that he's been kicked out of class in school for asking questions that you're not supposed to ask, which makes me feel like we're already friends because I like to do the same thing. So Dr. Calker, thank you so much for taking the time. It is very much an honor to speak with you today. Thank you so much, Christian. It's for me an honor to be on your show. And uh, really, I hope uh, I, I hope I can answer all the questions that you have. All right. Well, thank you. So there's so many things I want to talk to you about, but let's start with chlorine dioxide. So you've been studying that for about what, 14 or 15 years now. Is that correct? Nearly 17, 16, nearly 17. 17 okay. Years. So I even more. Okay. So for those who don't know, chlorine dioxide was named the universal antidote by NASA in 1987. So it has been described as, quote, probably the most important discovery in medicine in the last hundred years. For So for someone who's never heard of chlorine dioxide, tell us what is it and why is it worthy of the name the universal antidote? Yeah, well, actually, <clears throat> if you Google it, you see uh, everything about it, especially and it's a very controversial substance. It's, it's what it's called. And they, they, there are many misconceptions about chlorine dioxide and, and even professionals uh, get wrong on that. So what is chlorine dioxide? Chlorine dioxide is a gas. Mm, so it's a gas. It's, it is not bleach, you know, because bleach is uh, a, a precursor in a, in a way that you can say it's not even the precursor. The precursor is chloride, but, um, there is a lot of confusion in it. And, uh, so, um, I would like to set the thing straight. For example, uh, when you have uh, a hypochlorite that is bleach, well, it's transparent and chlorine dioxide is yellow. So obviously it's a different substance, uh, but it has been put wrong by, by many media. Uh, the other point is there's a precursor to make it. Usually you make it with sodium chloride with a T or, or NaClO2, that's it. And you mix it with an acid, like citric acid, hydrochloric acid, whatever. And then this was the discovery uh, at that time, long time ago by Jim Humble, that it, it, a gas is released and this gas is called chlorine dioxide. But we, uh, we step further. So we, we don't use the mix anymore. What we use is only the gas. You know, because before, and this is one thing the people mix some drops and they put it with water and you take everything what can cause some uh, side effects like diarrhea, for example, or even vomiting. And this was a problem. And in 2012, I developed a more ad advanced version. What we do is we take this gas, we bubble it through water in a way, and this is only water with the gas. There's no chloride inside because FDA uh, states that chloride is bad for health. And they're not wrong. I don't say that. But it's not the same substance. So they're speaking about something completely different. And uh, so this substance is a gas. And as a gas, it's a very, 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 very small gas. And it's the name is chlorine dioxide. Now, the interesting thing is that chlorine dioxide technically has not one chlorine molecule. Well, huh. uh, so even the professionals get wrong. What? Yes, no, it hasn't. And to have a chlorine molecule is Cl2. You need two of them. If you have chlorine dioxide, it's a chlorine ion. And what is an ion? Well, chlorine ions, we have a lot in our body. It's called table salt. You know? So we have 300 grams of chlorine ions uh, in form of table salt in our body, and it's totally natural. 
And the other part of it uh, is the O2, ClO2. The O2 is oxygen, we know that, and oxygen is really the most important thing for our body. Why? Well, we can be one month without food or three days without water, but how long can we be without oxygen? Three minutes? Not long. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. So uh, it is, and this is based, this is a basic, let's say, of electromolecular medicine. We have to understand medicine in a different way because what Einstein said, if you always do the same, we don't expect a different outcome. And this is what the situation mm -hmm. of the standard conventional medicine is. So they have no solution for too many illnesses. And I think it's time that there must be a change. And the change always comes from a different perspective. We have very uh, intelligent and very smart people on pharmaceutics, but they always go the same way. And so as a biophysicist, you go a different way. My way is I see the body as an electric uh, being, you know, and electricity what drives us. And this chlorine dioxide giving the oxygen helps that our body, the mitochondria, can produce the energy, ATP in this case, uh, that we can thrive uh, and, and come forward. The other positive thing is that it eliminates every kind of bacteria, virus, fungus known to mankind. It doesn't matter what type, uh, even Ebola uh, or anthrax. So um, how does it work? Well, it works exactly like our body does. Our body has a defense mechanism, that's a macrophage, the NKT cells especially, and they surround the enemy, the pathogen, and then they oxidize it. It works for a million years, so it will always, because you, it's, it's, let's say, it's a thermoelectrical process. It means it gets burned or oxidized, and it has no chance. Now, many people will, will ask, okay, uh, and doesn't, does it harm my cells? Well, our cells have a protection against oxidation because we use oxygen, that's a free radical too, all the time to be alive. So it depends on the voltage, actually, if a substance harms you or does not. And the interesting thing is that this substance can be an oxidizer, it's known to be an oxidizer, but it can be an antioxidant as well, depending on the charge. What does it mean? When you have, for example, a bacteria that has a very low voltage, ORP it's called, um, it oxidizes the bacteria because they have no chance. But if you have, for example, a free radical that is harmful for us, like hydroxyl groups, OH groups that have 2.8 volt, and chlorine dioxide has only 0 0.94, uh, so it is, the function is an antioxidizer for the free radicals that harm us. It is a complete different concept. It's a modulator, and it's absolutely perfect for the body. And this is why it's able to heal or to help to heal, because the body heals itself, so many uh, different uh, illnesses, let's say over 90% what we know. Wow. Okay. Fascinating. So I've heard you describe CDS or chlorine dioxide solution as a chemical ventilator. So instead of oxygenating the blood via the lungs like we typically think of, CDS can oxidize the blood through the digestive tract in about a minute. So tell us about that. Yeah, but basically when you ingest it um, in, in, in the body, it, the gas in the, uh, evaporates at 11 degrees centigrade. But our stomach has 36.5 approximately, so it evaporates in the stomach, but it's a, clo it's a, it's a closed system. It diffuses through the, the stomach walls. That's the first law of thick of gas diffusion, and it goes directly into the bloodstream. The second law of thick states that nothing happens as long as there's no acidity. 
what's acidity? Well, acidity is bacteria, fungal, fungus, uh, virus, uh, inflammation, infection. This is all what harms us. Everything is acid, is acidity. So in this case, well, it oxidizes this, or histamine too. It oxidizes it and it releases oxygen at the place. So in the same place, we have oxygen where the problem is. It doesn't oxidize all the body. No, just where the problem is. And this is, makes it a size selective and a, um, a pathogen selective substance. And it works technically like a secondary blood, you know, because what is the problem of the blood? Our blood cells are very big. They have around seven to eight micrometers, it's called. So relatively big. So from micro, we go to nano, you know, the famous nanotechnology. But no, it's not even nano. It's pico. It's, it's another thousand down. It's 160 picometer big and goes anywhere. So it can cross the blood-brain barrier like like nothing, you know. It's uh, it's like a, a plane hanger and, and a fly. It goes right through. And it transport oxygen and it releases it right in this place. The amazing thing is it's not only oxygen, it changes charges too. It means uh, if you go deeper into this. So it increases the electric electromolecular potential of the cell. And because it works by charges, and the blood needs charge to absorb oxygen. If there's no charge, it can't. So uh, this is a very, very interesting thing. It's Regarding the, the doctors of the Komusav, the association with uh, thousands of doctors, and me too, so it is the biggest discovery in medicine of the last hundred years. Wow. Okay. So it, you you describe this oxygen or antioxidant puzzle differently than anybody I've ever heard. So I typically have thought of it as antioxidant good, but you, you've talked about how you want to go ahead and say let, something let on me, that one? Let me explain <laughs> it ahead. an easy way. I make it for okay. very, very basic. I have a okay. question to you. Is electricity good or bad? Yeah, it depends on what you use it for. Sure. Exactly. You need electricity. You know, yeah. for example, it's not the same. Can you touch a car battery? Yeah, no you may not enjoy it. Yeah. No. It depends oh, on just the battery. Yeah. <laughs> the battery okay. yeah, the, the battery, you know, but it can start an engine. Oh, it's very powerful. So the voltage is low and the amperage is high. So lots of electrons with a low voltage. Can you hold yourself in a, in a train cable? Better not, <laughs> because you have a very high voltage. So the voltage yeah. is what's important. And if you mm -hmm. speak about oxidation redux, so ORP processes, we have to understand that the voltage is what's important. It's not, you cannot say oxidation is bad or good. This is completely bogus. You have to say how much, you know, because right. in this moment you say, if I have, for example, a free radical that is harmful and the most abundant in our body is OH, this is hydroxyl. This has a high voltage, very high. It's 2.8 volt. That's a lot hmm, in the body. And uh, how much has oxygen? This is another free radical. Well, around 1.28, one more or less. And our body uses it. So 1.2 volt is okay, but 2.8 is not. It's like if we take, for example, a, 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 a telephone and we have to charge it with 5 volt. We cannot charge it with 50 volt. It will burn. Okay. And uh, then the interesting thing is, okay, we have to see how much oxidant or redox, oxidation redox or antioxidant we need. So the same substance can be an antioxidant for harmful um, OH groups. They are harmful, but it can be an antioxidant 
sorry, antioxidant for, um, for, for OH groups and an antioxidant, uh, or oxidant to be exactly sorry, for bacteria, virus, fungus, heavy metals, and so on. So it is, you have to understand it really, because it is very badly told in, in universities. And the point is that even if doctors are six, eight years studying it, they have no chance to question anything. You know, they got, they just have to write down what they, they have. And if they question anything, they say out. <laughs> well, it sounds like if I'm understanding you, there's, there's a, a narrow focus in medicine or pharmaceutical or conventional medicine where they're only focused on biochemical and they miss bioelectrical. Is that essentially what you're saying? Right. Exactly. Because biochemistry actually is electric because you move one electron from one part to the other in a chemical way. But it's the mm -hmm. same. So the, the chemistry is, let's say, depending on physics. Physics is above chemistry because, because chemistry is a part of physics and part. But really, mm -hmm. if we see our body, it's much more complex. But the law of physics, you can't jump over it. There's no way. Right. Okay. So, well, different therapies, are, like a lot of people argue for like high dose or even intravenous vitamin C or glutathione as the way to help the body heal itself. And I heard you talk about it as a, sometimes the way that seems to be effective and correct, correct me if I'm misunderstanding it, but the way that that can be effective is that essentially you're, you're creating such a rush of antioxidant in the body and the body has to respond and essentially oxidize that unbalanced blood level. Is that correct? It's more complex. Did it's I, more complex. It's more complex. Let's say for okay. example, yeah, <clears throat> actually, for example, if we speak about low dose, vitamin C or high dose the vitamin C, that's a big difference. If you see, for example, cancer okay. patients, they don't get milligram, they get gram, five to 10 gram or more in intravenously. And then this um, acid, because it's an acid, you know, uh, uh, the vitamin C, uh, creates a situation and a reaction. It's called the Fenton reaction that produces H2O2. Mm, that's hydrogen peroxide. This is an oxidizer mm -hmm. too. So actually, you convert an antioxidizer into an oxidizer, okay, because the body can produce it then. The problem of H2O2 is when it decays, it decays to OH groups, you know, one o, H1, O1, mm, twice, and then this has all already, again, 2.8 volts. And so the voltage, again, it's, it's very high. On, on a short term, it will help, but on a long term, it would make problems. So... Uh, the, this is not the right approach. This is what I want to say. If you have nothing, use it, of course. No, no doubt. If you, if you have a, something better, use something better. And, um, we have to understand that, uh, for example, uh, it has much less electrons, less power. You know, it's like comparing a nine volt battery to a car battery compared to the chlorine dioxide because the car battery has a lot of amperage, uh, nearly the same voltage, but it, it's not the same. So, and vitamin C can't stay until 16 days in the body. It's a long term. So uh, when I'm in the seminars, I ask the doctors, who of you um, has been diagnosing uh, scabies once? Uh, no one. No, because there's no one in, in thousands of doctors. It's not the same like in the Middle Ages where the people had this uh, lack of vitamin C. So we, we have it nearly everywhere in our food. There's no real lack. So we have enough of this substance to make all the metabolic processes. If you speak now of high-dose vitamin C, we have to understand first the phantom process and what it does. Wow. 
Okay. <laughs> I think I got most of that, but I'm going to have to rewatch this myself just to get my head around it. That's fascinating. Okay. Sorry. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk to you about, you had experience working with cows and you were helping them. I guess they were essentially not, not thriving. And you, as, as I understand it from your video, that's part of where you discovered chlorine dioxide. And it, what it seemed to do was balance the microbial colony and help deacidify. Is that essentially what happened there? Well, actually, it's more complex, too. So, for example, it's calves, a small calf uh, that are newborn, some weeks old. And uh, it was for cattle raising, not for milk cows. It was cattle. And, and the owner phoned me and said, Andreas, I, I took these chlorine dioxide. It helped me very well. But I tried it with some cattle. It doesn't work. You know why? Because they get diarrhea. And I said, what? Yeah, they have a different stomach. You know, the cows have uh, rumians. And... Uh, so I said, can you help me? And, and I was thinking, I was thinking, hmm, what can we do there not to get that? And then came the idea to create only the gas in the water. That's what we use now, the CDS, no mm -hmm. chloride. Mm -hmm. And uh, it worked like a charm you know, on, the, on this because the, how does it work normally? Because people always think that the cows are on the, on, the, on the green. They're not, especially the cattle. They take them away from the mother. They transport it of miles, thousands of miles. And they have a shock and they come and then they get vexed, you know, with many things. And they had a lot of BRS, as bovine respiratory syndrome, what we can see now with the people. You know, it's actually the same. And uh, so giving that, well, the, 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 the small calf recovered and the, he was very happy. And so uh, at that time, Jim Humble, who recently died, uh, and he came to and said, wow, that's a great idea, you know, so um, just it's a step forward in, in, in research. Okay. Well, so obviously it helped the cows heal. And one of the questions people have for me with some frequency about CDS in particular is what impact does it have in the human gut? Because if it's good at neutralizing or rendering inert viruses and bacteria and so on, why would it not do that to the good or friendly bacteria that we want in our gut? Okay. While the old mixture, for example, goes to the gut because it's a mixture and it, it can pass the stomach, the CDS doesn't because it's just a gas and it evaporates totally in the stomach and goes through the wall. So it doesn't even reach the intestines. We have no cases of diarrhea caused by CDS. Wow. Okay. So it doesn't have any impact really on gut flora. Then. No, it, it, no, because it's in the blood before it even reaches it. It's a gas that is absorbed from 7 to 15 minutes. Okay, so, so you've this, mentioned this what we made we made blood gas analytics. So you drink it and you make analytics five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes, and then seven minutes. It was basically we could see in the curve it was basically absorbed. Uh, some people a bit low, slower, fifteen minutes depending. Of, some even faster, but um, uh, it's very fast. It's really very fast into the the the, the blood and into the interstitial tissue. Got it. Okay, so you've mentioned that it helps neutralize viruses and bacteria and fungi. Does it also have an impact against venoms or parasites? Yes, I had I have done several patents. Uh, so it's for infections, inflammation, sepsis, and venoms too. You know, for example, uh, I just yesterday we had a case of uh, the violinist venom you know, from Dr. Chavez. He's one. He's one of the head of, of in Mexico. Uh, this is a very bad, really the worst uh, spider that can bite you in Mexico. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's, it makes necrosis always. Uh, and the antidote is very expensive. 
And so it would happen to his mother, and he said, well, drink it and put it on, and uh, and what happened is nothing happened. So it worked perfectly, like a charm, against all the venoms, because <clears throat> actually, if we understand what is toxicity, in physics, we only have two parts. This is protons and electrons, and everything that's bad for the body is a proton. So hmm. if you have a lot of electrons uh, from the chlorine dioxide, it compensates it, and that's it. It's like... If you have a battery and you close the two, two poles, it's, it gets eliminated one against each other, and the, it cannot do any harm anymore. It's really so simple. Wow. Okay. And so as far as parasites go, is it similar, or does it have an impact on them as well? Depend on the parasites, for example. It will not eliminate worms. They are too big, obviously. But it, what it does is parasites, most of the parasites are uh, unicellular, like Giardia lamblia, Clostridium, or whatever. And uh, so this it will kill because it is size selective. What does it mean? If I have, uh, for example, I have a match and I put the matches against the cotton ball, the cotton ball will light immediately. But if I have the same match and I have a big, big, big tree, you know, a sequoia, and I put it against a sequoia tree, what will happen? Nothing. Mm? Right. <laughs> That's ourselves. You know, the cell, uh, what do you want to tell me here? So it's exactly what happens. So uh, these small entities and virus are much smaller than bacteria are immediately affected. Why? Imagine it is a, like an electrocution process. You know, imagine you want to electrocute uh, mice on an electric chair. You don't need much, you know, but now try the same with an elephant. You know, you need a lot. Right. Uh, so the same happens inside. So our body is a lot of mass that really can dissipate electric cor uh, currents. You know, for example, mm -hmm. sometimes you went out of a car and you get, a, you get an electric shock, electrostatic shock. This electrostatic shock can have much more than 10,000 volt. You know, there's no cell that can ever uh, um, survive. survive that. But nothing right. happens. You don't have even a black finger. How does it work? Mm -hmm. Well, because electricity, the, like every cell in your body is connected to the next cell. Electricity travels from through the body to the ground. So nothing mm -hmm. happens, basically. But if you are a single cell in the body, you have no chance. You cannot dissipate it to nowhere. You're too small to have these charges against you. So chlorine dioxide is a very small charge, but it's a very powerful charge because of the electrons. And uh, it has still five. So it can compensate till five. And uh, so there's no way that they can get resistant. And actually, it has been used for over 100 years in the drinking water. The water we buy uh, in the bottles, they have by law in many places chlorine dioxide, less amount because you don't need much. And it disinfects anything. So virus, fungus, whatever, you don't have it in the bottle because the bottle is treated with chlorine dioxide. We are mostly water, so most part of water. Right. So uh -huh. uh, we have to re-understand what is disinfection, actually. So um, it is not good or bad because, for example, we many people say, oh, you cannot drink it, it's a disinfectant. Okay. And uh, you would never drink disinfectant? Hmm? I think so. Well, you would think so. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Yes, because on the weekend, when you have a, have a nice whiskey or a beer, that's alcohol. That's a disinfectant. So, no, you have to first understand what toxicity really is. And this, most people don't. So, toxicity is always uh, depending on the amount, on the place, and on the time. You know, every toxicology uh, book can state that. And we have to understand it in a better way. Our body is... 
really is such a perfect, beautiful machine. And if we mm -hmm. give him the energy, he will not fall ill. Wow. Okay, so you bring up an interesting point. So I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Dr. Stephanie Seneff at MIT. Do you know that name? No. No, but she, okay, so she has basically demonstrated that CDS will obliterate glyphosate, which has huge implications for a myriad of things, especially autism. And ah, others. yes, but, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so talk to us about wait, the neutralizing effect of a chemical poison. Like a yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if she, I've been in Chicago, maybe it was she, I spoke to someone who was working before in, in Monsanto and, and, and they told me actually that uh, it, it, it oxidized glyphosate, it's known. You know, for example, you can, if you have a field that is contaminated with glyphosate, you can spray, you don't need CDS, you can use your old MMS, you spray it on and you, you turn it around and then you can plant normal again. You know, or you can use you can this, or you can even put other oxidation too if you want ozone, ozone. But the the, the good thing of the chlorine dioxide it's a gas dissolved in water. You have to do it in the evening when there's no sunlight because it's very sensitive to ultraviolet light. Ultraviolet light dissolves uh, chlorine dioxide. But you put it on, you move the earth once, and uh, you have a, a biologic field again. So that would theoretically be a very inexpensive way to start rehabilitating land that has definitely. been sprayed with glyphosate. Wow. Yes, definitely. Okay, in, the, in the foundation, we have a way. department with from the university too, because we have one of the uh, professors. He was um, um, very, very ill. He was dying. He recovered by chlorine dioxide, and now he is part of, of our team in a way. He's a specialist in, in plants and, and grow and tomatoes and all this stuff. It's not my part, but uh, he's amazed how well it works. Wow. I, I imagine the number of connections and you just saved somebody's life or he had that experience. And once you see it, you can't go back. So fantastic. All right. So as you probably know, we're, we're working on trying to put together a comprehensive guide to help people detoxify in general, but from the COVID injections in particular. So before I get to some specific questions about that, just give us your high level look at what, you know, where you are currently and your understanding of what these injections are, what might be in them and what is it that humanity is yeah. dealing with right now? Yeah, we made, we made it already time ago. So basically these injections is, 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 is a, is a, let's say <clears throat> a toxic mix, you know, really, really, really toxic. Um, first of all, um, we have uh, the spikes, you know, and the spike itself uh, is uh, transported by the mRNA. And it, 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 what it does is that your own cells, your endothelial cells, start to produce spikes, you know, like, and these spikes cre uh, create inflammation, uh, obviously, and uh, they are permanent, at least what they say. And uh, this is the worst. Then the next second one is, okay, the, we have the graphene oxide. This is the next one because what is graphene oxide? Basically, it's a transfectant. Uh, I was working in the university here in Bern and I had uh, professionals and I asked them because I, at that time, uh, two years ago, I had no idea and said, do you know what graphene oxide is? Yes, we use it for the stem cells to make a transfection. It's, you have to imagine it works like a, um, a shaving blade, you know, very, very slim, and it slits in, in the cells. It gets stuck in there because it's one atom thick, and it makes it able to transport something into the cell. This is basically what it is. But it has other, it has other connotations too because it can create uh, different um, issues uh, with 
form formating uh, forming um, uh, clusters. And uh, so this is the sec next one. But and the other one is a cationic ethylene. Um, uh, oops, I, I forgot the name now. Uh, cationic ethylene glycol, exactly, <laughs> in English. Uh, cationic ethylene glycol. And this is a smoking gun, actually. Because huh. they know from the beginning, putting that this cationic, it will do harm. You know, the cations is an excess of protons, and it will do harm, yes or yes. So whoever hmm. put it inside know what he was doing. And in these ethylene glycol, they enclose other stuff too. This is now releasing slowly, 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 or can, could be triggered by 5G or whatever. So what happens with chlorine dioxide? Well, the good thing is it can oxidize all of them. You know, it can, first of all, it will eliminate the spikes. Because this is proven, I've published a paper how it works exactly in Syricum, because it oxidizes the cysteine, the 145, and the tyrosine 489 uh, uh, connections in the protein chains. So the next thing is, well, we have to go to the graphene oxide. Can it do something? Yes, it does, because we know, for example, chlorine dioxide is used to disinfect um, uh, in, in the hospitals, you can disinfect your tools, with one exception, the scalpel. Why? It loses it loses uh, um, sharpness, you know, because it, it oxidizes exactly the sharpness. The same it will do with uh, um, um, graphene oxide. Why? Very simple, because graphene oxide has a pH that is very low, around 1.2, 1.4. So it will be attracted, the, the, the atoms will be attracted and they will eat up, let's say, the sharp edges that will not sharp. And when they are, when they are not sharp, that's not dangerous anymore. It's not the substance. It's, it's the, it's the state that is the, the, the damaging here. And in, yeah, of course, it can really uh, oxidize graphene oxide. And the last one, as the polyethylene glycol is a cationic form, and, uh, uh, and, and you say you're saying in polyethylene glycol, is that what you're referring to? Exactly, polyethylene glycol. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. okay. So as it's, I'm sorry for my English. Um, no, you're great. Uh, so, no, uh, some, sometimes a little lag. Um, so as it is a, it is a cation and uh, chlorine dioxide is an anion, it will be attracted by electromolecular forces. Obviously, and what happens? It it will oxidize anything inside because this is like biofilm, let's say, and it will eliminate the the cationic charges that are creating the inflammation as well. So yes, it will work on everything. How well we don't know because it's a long time effect. You know, the doctors of the Komusaf have uh, now stated that if you take the protocol C, this is ten milliliters in one liter, just you in the drinking water. Uh, around six months, uh, the values become normal in most of the people. What does it mean? You can measure if you, the um, if the vaccine have, has or so-called vaccine have made harm to you if um, by checking the D-dimer and the f uh, ferritin values. You know, normally they are off the roof, mm -hmm. and uh, so you take it six months and then you check them again, and then if they are normal, most most likely you are okay. 
Now, if not, you have to take it longer. So, uh, because it's a long-term effect. And the people that have taken it and they all had very bad symptoms because they went to the doctors of the Komosav and, uh, they, all of them, uh, improved and, and get recovered. Most of them norm normally, some not, but most of them really very successful. And, uh, that's, that's a very good part of it. You know, there are still some, some in some patients, for example, where they put the, uh, injection, then they have still kind of uh, a, a high amount of uh, graphene, but it's it gets stuck there, you know, it doesn't move, it's it's just stuck there. Um, and with the time, well, it's if you make it like this, it, the, the cells will re regenerate, will be mitosis, and uh, it, it will be eliminated through the lymphatic system, but it with time, of course. Right. Okay. So one of the things we're trying to tease out with understanding how to help people is what are actually what's the substance these fibrous like calamari like semi-elastic clots are made out of is that something that one what are we dealing with and two what is it does chlorine dioxide yeah. have some role in breaking that down yes of course that's a polyethylene glycol it's one of the responsible oh, what, for that okay got it okay so man, I, I could interview you for hours so <laughs> so when you talk about um bioelectrical therapies or molecular medicine or electromolecular, some people would say that they're because the body has an electrical system and because some metals in particular respond to frequency, that maybe we should be slow or avoid electromolecular medicine. What would be your thoughts on that? Mm, I didn't hear your shot. Or, or for example, <laughs> like a, a, um, a, there's a uh, electromolecular medicine. Uh, we are electric beings, you know, you can't be without electricity. If you, you convert any kind of food to electricity, in the end it's electrons. So okay. I don't know what they're talking about. Oh, and most likely okay. they don't know what they're talking about either. So, um, uh, actually is we exist because we have a heartbeat. A heartbeat is electrical. We have brain waves, electrical. Uh, our muscle function is electrical. The nerves is electrical. So, I hope you have enough of this electricity because if not, you can't move it. Okay. Well, so, so maybe more specifically, the, because it, there's just a study that came out this week that showed that, or this month that showed that they can deliver a cancer drug with graphene as the carrier and then they can use a cell phone to release it in a part of the body. So some of the, the concern I think is in other like a microcurrent devices or PEMF machines or things that might give the body a current that could negatively inter inter interact with graphene or metals in particular. Is that something to be concerned well, about or not? Well, we have to understand one very basic thing. Okay. The people north of Richmond think <laughs> that everything can be done by killing. Hmm. Nature is not like that. No, nature is not like that. Uh, the death is a natural process and they want life in the beginning. So, if you think that when your body makes a mistake, killing part of your body is the correct way, uh, <laughs> it's totally out of place. You know, that's, that's, that's totally nonsense. Uh, because you say, no, I will kill, 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 kill. No, wait a moment. Uh, what, what about some peace plan? You know, and on every level I speak here. And this is exactly what it is. So if you have enough defenses, no one can invade you, whatever you try, mm -hmm. you know, this is how it works. 
It, it is not by killing and giving more toxin to a cell that is you yourself. We have to understand what is cancer. Cancer is uh, mitochondriopathia. It means the mitochondria does not work. And this is why the cell multiplies using uh, um, um, sugar. So uh, what is the problem here? The problem is lack of energy. And you want to put more toxins, or so you want to take away more energy. Yes, that's a provocation system. You know, this is the same system like the politics that say, oh, we will sanction you till the end. That doesn't work. It does not work. It's exactly the same. Uh, you can sanction the body and it may react, but there comes a point where he will not. And that's not the correct way to do things, you know. Uh, the body needs understanding and as a body and as a social, we as social beings too, it's, it's, it's our world here. So we have to live together, each other, black, white, yellow, red, whatever. And uh, so we have to try to understand and to respect everything. And this is totally unrespectful treatment from the oncologists. Actually, uh, I had here a video from somebody who recovered from uh, prostate cancer uh, and he, his opinion is that oncology, uh, has brain cancer and he's right. Hmm. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. The yeah, method actually is the cancerous part. So, okay. Well, no, let me, we'll start. To... It's, it's a big business. You know, we have to understand our world is yeah. now, uh, our world is now a scam world. Everything. Yeah. Politics is scam. Music is scam. Industry is scam. Uh, Pharma is a media. super scam. The media is an extreme scam. Then we have the the, the uh, industry of of uh, arms industry and so on. Wherever you go, everything is a scam. It's wherever you go, and especially in the US, I saw it: uh, sell, 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 buy, 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 buy. Wait, that's not the way the way the way it works. You know, if you go through a wood, a beautiful wood with flowers and fruits, they don't say eat me. <laughs> No, it's just there. Let things do naturally and don't push because there's a law in nature. Everything you push will be destroyed and everything mm. you let go will grow. That's it. So, for example, if you tell your, your son or your daughter, don't marry this guy, she will do it because you say <laughs> don't. You push, you know. Yeah. And the others say if, if you do the opposite, they won't, you know, the, the, the attraction, you feel attracted to the opposite sex usually. Well, lately we don't know, but basically it's what it is. The world is not mm -hmm. crazy. Uh, and so the attraction to an, the, the, the opposite part is actually how we're, the world works. It's yin-yang principle. The attraction to the opposite makes that we create a third better uh, more improved version of the two versions that have been there before. And this is how nature works, how the humanity has been growing and how she, how we should go on. Wow. You are all kinds of brilliant and part philosopher. And I love it. So <laughs> thank you for Thanks. that explanation. So as we start to wrap up, I just want to, I have a kind of a rapid fire set of questions that hopefully won't need too much lengthy explanation, but um, you've had significant impact using chlorine dioxide against autism, Parkinson's, and diabetes, as I understand it. Is that correct? Yes, yes of course. And, the, and cancer and, 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 and many, many illnesses. Yeah. And essentially the mechanism is just helping the body balance itself out biochemically, bioelectrically. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because for me, as a 
Yeah, for me, the biofist is a rule, you know. What is illness? If you, you can make a formula out of this, no? illness is a lack of energy, you know. Mm. What do you have to do? Put poisons in? No, no. because a poison is a provocation, you know. It's, imagine you have a friend, he's lying on the floor, there are two ways to, to get him up. You can kick him in the butt, you know, that's a provocation or called pharma, pharmacological, pharmaceutical solution, or you can give him hand and held him up. So I think to give the hand and to help him up, this is what mm -hmm. medicine should be. So if we have a lack of energy, what we have to do is put energy in the body and not to more toxins. But right. actually, we have to understand the industry is not interested in this because the industry, the job of the industry is to make money. They don't care about anything. So as right. longer the patient is ill, the more money they get. But there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a hook to it. They would, will get ill too. Huh? The industry guys, you know, I, I mm. remember in Bolivia, we have in Bolivia, chlorine dioxide is legal. And there was an industry guy, German as well, very arrogant because we Germans are known to be the most arrogant. Uh, and he came to me uh, and we were speaking, oh, we, we can make it now here. No, da, 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 da. Okay. Now he's six feet under. He died of COVID. Mm. Man. Hmm? Okay. Everything. So you... everything, everything is karma here. And the people have to understand that what you do will have an impact on your karma. If you do good stuff, well, the impact will be good. And what happens if you do not good stuff or bad stuff? It will have a karma too. It will hurt you yeah. where you least expect it, where, but where it most hurts. Right. Okay. So if some, so more pragmatic, if somebody makes chlorine dioxide solution the way that you describe it in your video, how long does it stay in, in a gaseous form if you store it, let's say, in a glass bottle in the fridge? This can stay for for a long, long time, more over a year. If it's in a dark bottle, because light is the point here. What is the point? It's okay. so small. It, it, it goes where you close, and it has to be very, very, very tight. For example, in my book, I have a glass vial that's totally closed and it's still yellow. So and this is six years ago or more. So oh, wow. okay. it is, it is, yeah, yeah, it is stable. But the problem is that it, in the, in where, where the locks are, the close or the tap is, it, it goes out with time, you know, and if it's cool, it goes out slower. But in a brown glass standard pharmaceutical bottle, bottle, you can take it anywhere. And if the bottle is full, heat is not a problem. It's light. That's a problem or the lock that is not tight. Ah, good to know. Okay. Uh, is there any reason <laughs> women... Yes, imagine like, like the Coke, you know, it's like the Coke bottles, you know, if it's locked, ah, no problem. The gas is staying in there. Okay, got it. Um, is there any reason pregnant women or breastfeeding women could not take chlorine dioxide? The opposite, actually. What does... A, an, a, uh, and I know from my own daughters, <laughs> I'm grandfather several times, uh, and for many, many hundreds of, of women, you know, uh, actually, what does the fetus need? Blood. And what has the blood to transport? Oxygen. So if the fetus has enough oxygen, it will be a very smart one, a very healthy one, maybe a bit bigger than normal. Yes, that's the possibility. Uh, not two kilos, it will be three or, or three and a half. Uh, and he, and this is basically what we have seen over and over again. We made tests with uh, rabbits because this was one of my biggest concerns, you know, 14,000 to be exact. There was no miss, uh, um, how do you say, uh, miss, uh, genetic mishappened or anything. 
Yeah, nothing, nothing miscare in, in this. And the uh, interesting thing, the mothers uh, they had, the, the, the rabbit mothers, they normally have in, in this uh, round there were 47 to 49 deaths by giving birth, by heart attack or whatever. And uh, it went down to seven, you know, so no, not at all. Wow. Okay. Are there any things that are contraindicated for using CDS? I know like dialysis and blood thinners were two that people had questions about. Exactly. For example, blood thinners not contraindicated. I thought at first, but the doctors of the Commissar corrected me. They used the blood thinners together with CDS and whatever to help people that were intubated. And actually, this was done by the military doctors in, in Mexico, and they recovered over 200 intubated patients like that. No, wow. it's not. Uh, obviously, a blood thinner is not uh, healthy stuff because, for example, warfarin you can buy it in the in uh, in the shop against it's a it's a red poison, you know, like it's the same stuff. Mm. So you can reduce it with time. You have to watch obviously the levels, but it's not contraindicated at all. Uh, the other thing, what you said, high blood pressure. High blood pressure is 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 not an illness. It's a it's a consequence. It's a plan B of the body. If your brain doesn't get enough oxygen the brain tells the heart pump harder you know and the heart mm -hmm. said okay and it pumps and mm -hmm. pumps and pumps without asking why what happens actually is that your arteries may be inflamed so the diameter of the arteries from normal is inflamed much smaller so you have to mm -hmm. press harder to get the same amount of blood through it this is called high blood pressure it can be plucked too mm -hmm. so if you have inflammation, we have histamine. And if we take the CDS, the histamine is oxidized and the, the arteries go back to the normal. The brain says to the heart, Oh, I don't need so much oxygen, pump, pump normal. And it, and, and it, uh, it gets normal again. We have, I don't know how many thousands of cases of this. Basically wow. treating high, high blood pressure with histamine uh, or with beta blockers. <laughs> <laughs> That's another bogus idea. I don't know. It's. I think the worst um, illness of the world is not treatable by chlorine dioxide. Hmm. Yeah, the <laughs> psychopaths. <laughs> they can't be treated with chlorine dioxide. You know, and we yeah. uh, in the moment. So maybe these people, uh, Schwab and Co, are right. We are too many in the world, especially too many idiots. We don't know. Hmm. Well, okay, so dialysis is that? A, is there any reason somebody on dialysis could not use? Not at all. We have we have people with even with, with a kidney transplant in the foundation. Uh, I remember it was a lawyer, he had kidney transplant. He barely could walk up the stairs, um, and it was totally off. And uh, after two weeks of taking chlorine dioxide, he came up the stairs with a big smile, saying, "Andreas, oh wow, for me it's normal already, no." Uh, wow. whoa, 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 whoa. And, and I said, well, if you want to make a donation, it's over there. Okay. <laughs> That's basically what I can say. You know, we treat the people for free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there any reason to not use stainless steel? Should you always use glass when you mix chlorine dioxide? No, well, stainless steel depends on the quality. There's stainless steel and stainless steel. There's a low quality stainless steel that obviously might get oxidized on long term, not short term. Uh, so it's metal is not a good. Um, recipient to hold it. Why? Because metal is a cation. Every metal is cationic in the body, you know? Okay. So it's, it's proton rich, too much protons. So it, the, this is, for example, you take a spoon and put it in the mouth and it's like acid a little bit, you know? It's in, in, in every wood spoon, you don't have that. 
and we're, we're, and it's exactly what is happening. So we have to get rid of these metals, and we can because we don't uh, eliminate them. We oxidize them. It's not the same to have an iron bar than have a handful of rust. Uh, you know, it's mm. definitely not the same, and uh, it's not harmful the rust uh, if you throw it at somebody like an iron bar. Okay. Um, last question, and then I'll let you just tell people how to find your work. But is there anything that we should avoid ingesting that might just dilute the effectiveness of CDS? I've heard coffee or vitamin C or dairy or things like that. No, basically, basically vitamin C pills. You know, for example, the concentrated pills, and I'm not a friend of them. You know, there might be situations where you need it. For example, if you're anorexic or whatever. But people with overweight, and I think USA is a leader in overweight worldwide. Um, what is happening to them? Well, they can't burn the fat. Burn mm -hmm. the fat is oxidizing fat. It's lipid peroxidation. You know, what do they need? Antioxidants? Come on. They need oxidants, <laughs> you know? And, and, yeah. and, <laughs> so it's, 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 it's simple, quite logic. So, uh, if you say, okay, we have this substance and it brings the oxygen and then you can burn the fat because the fat they have and the obesity I see in children that's very severe is because mm -hmm. there is too much chemistry that the liver cannot metabolize. So the liver enclose it in fat just not to have it in the blood system. It's like, when your mother comes and your house is a mess and says, oh, 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 my mother will come in five minutes, everything into the cupboards, somehow we close it. Mommy, everything's clean here, you know. The body does exactly the same. And so you, then you have here your, your, your body rolls and so on and because you don't burn the fat. So yeah. chlorine dioxide will definitely help you. And obviously, you have to move a little bit, not only this, but if you make a diet right. and take chlorine dioxide, you get rid of the fat easier. Right on. All right. Well, I need to let you go to get to your next appointment. So any final thoughts or words of wisdom you want to pass on to people about health in general or chlorine well, dioxide in particular? Yeah, well, it's not only chlorine dioxide. It's, it's about health. You know, um, health starts with learning. So you learn whatever you can. You don't have to trust me. You don't have to believe nothing because belief means not to know. You just have to experiment it. And there's a point if you don't know if or not to take Ask somebody who took, because he is not a believer. He's, he experienced it. And uh, if he has a good experience, he will tell you. And if he has a bad one, too. So ask several of them before you do anything. And second, learn what it is and how it works. You know, it's not. Uh, and I tell it for everybody, especially for the doctors, because the doctors, some, oh, it's something new. I throw it in. No, it doesn't work like that. Because if you make it mixed with other other uh, medicine, for example, in, in COVID, we saw that if you put other antibiotics and so on, it's less effective than just itself. So with antibiotics, the COVID is, was 17 days and just with chlorine dioxide, it was four. And if you use chlorine dioxide, you don't need antibiotics because it even can kill MRSA, uh, methylene-resistant staphylococcus. It can yeah. uh, get rid of Borrelia, also Lyme disease, and so on and so forth. It is there are um, works, or so there are publications on that. Years ago, we had no publications, but now we have quite a lot of publications. You just have to look them up, and I'm very happy of that. And I want to say thank you to everybody who is helping here, uh, because together we are saving lives. Yeah, well, you're, and I'm so glad to be able to expand your reach more into the U.S. because you're doing it so much in so many countries, and we're just slow on the uptake here because of 
the systems we're under. But thank you so much for what you're doing. So tell people where they can find you, your websites, your institute, or any how to follow your work. Yeah, if you, my personal website is andreaskalker.com, K-A-L-C-K-E-R, also with C-K, andreaskalker.com. We have seminars you can make if you're interested in learning it. Uh, I recommend it, obviously. It's a nine-month seminar. I'm there. It's a hybrid. There are online videos. There's live, live sessions with me, too. Everything is inside. You can see that. It's a big one. But there are simple ones, too, for some people that just want to know the basics, uh, the cheap ones. But they're very nice, too. And um, so we have the foundation as well. We have the uh, alkfoundation.com where you can see my tour. I will be in Central America uh, this time, and I will have one, one uh, um, seminar in English in uh, Puerto Rico in right. January. So it's only one, sorry, but if you want to have a nice weekend in a sunny island uh, and escape the winter of <laughs> North America, just come over, and uh, I hope we see us and have fun. All right on. Well, thank you so much. You are a gift to humanity and it's such an honor to talk to you today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Christian. It's an honor for me to be here with you. Thanks for listening to the Deconstructing Conventional Podcast. If you could use a coach in your corner, check out our membership offerings and personal coaching options at truewholehuman.com. To stay current with our latest episodes and offerings, subscribe to our newsletter. And if you want to keep the conversation going or suggest a guest or podcast topic, visit us on our free speech-friendly social channel, truewholehuman.social. I'll see you in the next episode.